get you go to school. And here's your name. What do you think of what's going on right now, mate? These evil little invisible parasites. Satan worshipping Freemason moron. Do you understand what I'm saying? We're not run by factions. Get the fuck out of camera! There are much more powerful international forces in play. Is this pink guy? Is this what pink guy is? I don't fucking know what's happening. Please get outside and look at the moon quickly. It's been crazy, guys, but guess what? It's how it is, mate. Mate, because I want to do it slow. But I ain't spending any time on it. Welcome to the Conditional Release Program, a podcast that delves into the netherworld of cults, crims, and con artists. I'm Jack the Insider, otherwise known as Peter Hoisted for tax purposes. And I'm Joel Hill, and on today's program, Jack has discovered a secret, the 10-step stairway to success by self-representation. Staring us in the face. You and your law talking mates are finished, Joel. You've been yeah. replaced by a textbook on 17th century Portuguese maritime law. Yeah, well, it was either that or chat GPT, Jack, so, you know, no, it's been coming. It's, it's been coming. to get us all. Yes. Uh, in other news, <laughs> Ben Robert Smith has made a bloody big X on the fucked around and found out correlation graph. Yes, yes, he has. Right there in the middle of the graph is an enormous splotch of fucked around and found out. It's just a Venn diagram of fuck. Meanwhile, uh, cookers think state premiers are lodging at Guantanamo Bay for some reason. Yes, it's uh, Crimes Against Humanity. It's the vibe. It's uh, basically it's a sequel to Nuremberg 2.0, Jack. No, would that be Nuremberg 4.0, Joel? Do you multiply Nuremberg's or do you simply add one? Something about prime numbers? I'm not great at math, Jack, but I do yeah. know that CRP is zero free. Yes. Well, but it's, it's actually, it's not cheap. or It's a loss leader, as they call in the business world. <laughs> it's indeed a loss leader. <laughs> and it is time-consuming to prepare the show. And while we love to bring it to you, we would appreciate a little support. Mm. It does help a lot. For as little as $5 a month, you can become patrons of the CRP. I like TCRP. And enjoy all sorts of benefits, including premium content, premium in air quotes, participate in Zoom forums, which are actually a lot of fun. And the main thing is you help us record the program and keep the lights on. And speaking of helping keep the lights on, the thing that keeps my lights on is beer. That's what really helps me get through the program. Not moral support, not financial support. Your liver's lights on. Well, yeah, it does. It, it gives it a challenge. You know, it's um, it's good. So, look, this delicious yellow tin of CBCO IPA is going to make this episode funnier and better, I assure you. <laughs> and I recently had their barrel lease bottle, Aurum. Uh, it was sent to me because I'm a fucking VIP beer snob and they're really good to me down there. And it was fucking delicious. It was a sour that had been in casks for ages. It was very patient. It's a very nice thing. Probably very expensive. Delicious. But I polished that off last weekend because popping bottle caps... Sounds shit on a podcast. So, anyway, buy their beer because it is great. Oh, Jesus Christ, Joel. That was truly shameless. I know. Once I I finally get my bloody draft tins, I might have more time for such gasps of desperation. But we must get on with the show. So let's get on with it right now, the conditional release program and the weekly news. It's the greatest self-own in history since German Field Marshal Friedrich Paulus predicted a mild winter in Stalingrad in 1941. That's fucking terrible. (laughs) It's the greatest act of reputational self-harm since Democrat Congressman Anthony Weiner. Remember him? Told a 15-year-old girl over the phone, hey, baby, want to see my sexy middle-aged body? Oh, that dick could have been president if he just kept it in his pants. Great cock, though. Great cock. (laughs) 
Yes, uh, Ben Robert Smith sued the SMH, the Age, and the Canberra Times, claiming mm. they had defamed him by calling him a murderer and a war criminal, only to have a federal court judge find that BRS was, in fact, a murderer and a war criminal. Yes, that's a problem. Defamation does have a truth defence, which yeah. is very problematic. Occasionally, though inaccurately described as Australia's most decorated living soldier, BRS's plummet from hero to zero continues apace as we record on the 4th of June. Yeah. Australia's most decorated soldier. Quite seriously, I'd give that title to Keith Payne, mm. a Korean War and Vietnam veteran. Yeah. Uh, he was one of uh, four VC recipients in the Vietnam War. Okay. His bravery at Ben Het Camp in 19, 1969 is something to behold. He would have saved the lives of 40 or more Australian soldiers, most of them Nashos, while he was severely wounded. He'd, he'd basically taken a, a, a taken a, a hand grenade blast to the head. Jesus fucking Christ. And, I'm guessing and, and, and went and found soldiers that were that were lost and subject to subject subject to ambush. Um, basically strapped himself up and, and organized the withdrawal back to base. Jesus. An extraordinary thing. So, so I'm guessing Nashos, that's what like conscripts. Conscripts, yeah. Yeah, yeah known as Nashos, yeah. yeah. So, you know, they would have been feeling very lost, 20-year-old young men, and, and they're out in the middle of absolute shitstorm with, with the North Vietnamese army firing away at them. Fuck that. So God bless Keith Payne. He was, in fact, everything BRS was not. Or he is, in fact, everything BRS was not. Keith Payne remains alive. Well, before we Don't get too far honest. into this, I need to make sure that before Jack fills your head with disinformation from the lamestream oh, media, I'm here to tell you the truth. That's <laughs> right, T-R-O-O-F. And to be honest, there's not much of it. And look, the thing I love doing with this podcast is venturing into the wild imagination of cookers. It's, you know, fan fiction. It's fucking hilarious. And to be honest, this one has them stumped. You see, Ben Robert Smith is a patsy. He's part of a much wider conspiracy, but we're not quite sure what that conspiracy is. So that's kind of boring. He's definitely a full man. That's all over the place that I've been seeing. They've been using him as a scapegoat. But for what? I mean, like, basically the White Hats haven't sent us the, uh, what, telegram, right? So Dave O'Neill spent a lot of words saying absolutely nothing, but essentially figures that war is bad, often orchestrated by fuckhead governments who don't care about the people involved, and it's often motivated by profits. I mean, I don't disagree with a lot of that. I can see where he's coming from. But his meandering style of using a lot of words to avoid making a point concludes that BRS isn't such a bad guy after all. He's a product mm. of a bad system, which, I mean, I'm guessing maybe that, you know, he doesn't mind Avi Yemeni, so maybe O'Neill just doesn't have too much of an issue with domestic violence either. I mean, yeah. so... Top take. Well yeah, done. Well, yeah, well done, yeah. Dave. It's nice to hear from the uh, from the pro murder lobby every now yes. and then, isn't it? You know, yeah, it's charming. So the general vibe is that he's a scapegoat for the criminal activities of the Australian government, which has caused mm. the vaccine program. The mainstream media for saying that vaccines oh, yeah. are probably a good idea. Them again. And crimes against humanity, mostly because it sounds really cool. Just plonk in there. Crimes against humanity. You will hang. Oh, that's that's fun. But you see, BRS actually did well on balance of probabilities, commit crimes against humanity. So, I mean, but I guess that's not as bad as Dan Andrews for some reason. No, no Just, one near it. He's the no worst. No one near it. Just terrible. So yeah, generally fog speaking- Fog of war, mate. Fog of war. 
yeah, it's fine. It's fine. It's just like you don't understand what it's like. I mean, I don't either, but like <laughs> you don't either. So like, you know, let's just agree to disagree, bro. Uh, you know, let's not say that Afghans aren't real people. Let's just not, let's, let's say the quiet part. Let's just jail them and off. Anyway, I'm going to go and rant. So generally speaking, people on Telegram are actually anti-war hippies. I found this really nice. It's bizarre. They're so happy to like say punch down trans people and do other sort of culture war shit. When it comes down to war, not quick to cheerlead. Mm. I expected so much more cheerleading of war crimes. You know, the mm. fucking Anzacs and stay out of business. You don't understand what it's like on the war. <laughs> but I was actually mildly relieved by the sort of lack of bloodlust and racism, which is, of course, on the worst social media platform ever, except for maybe Elon's Twitter, which is really turned to shit. Speaking of which, yes, there, there, there was, there was a, uh, and I did retweet this stuff, actually. I snapped an image of it because I'm not having these clowns in my timeline. Get them. Uh, Marcus Fu said, can't wait for all those war, this is on Twitter, can't wait for all those war soldier experts to come out on Twitter applauding the judgment against BRS today. None of them would be courageous enough to wear a uniform and fight for our country with bravery. Cowards. Mm-hmm. And this provoked Artie Smith to jump in and say, it's the lynch mob of limp-wristed, green-voting, girly men who've never done a manly thing. This is unironically. Girly men who've <laughs> never done a manly thing in their effeminate, worthless lives who hate Ben Robert Smith because he reminds them of what they can never be. Jesus a murderer. Christ. Well, well yes, uh, exactly. I doubt at this at this stage of my life, I have to say that I doubt that I will become a war criminal at any point at any point soon. So you know, I, um, I do feel safe in, in saying that. I've got a Telegram message sort of similar to that, which I wasn't sure if I was going to include in the program. But now I'm feeling spicy. Let's chuck it in. Chuck it in. Here's this genius take here, which is why is it the Australian troops are to be held to the rules of war in uh, quotation marks while coming <laughs> up against fucking animals that would happily burn them alive? Citation needed there. Mm-hmm. All these latte sipping woke tards need to realize go. that war is hell. People die. Warrior legends have fought for all of us to have our freedoms, and so many people gleefully try to shoot them down. I will stand with Ben before any wanker slagging him off. Oh, yeah. Cool. Doesn't, doesn't he seem uh, just super cooked? I wonder. Yeah, I'm, I wonder I'm, I'm, I'm just sort of trying to wonder how many domestic violence uh, convictions that fellow would have to his name. I'm going to say, just say four. several. I'm just going to say several, uh, you know, an, an open-ended estimate. Uh, what a what a fucking piece of work. I mean, just imagine going to like a child sports game with that as one of the parents. You just expect to get punched. Your fucking son tackled my kid wrong and I'm going to fucking have you. And you're like, oh, God, it's the Ben Robert Smith guy again. Oh, he, wear, he wears his grandpa's medals on the wrong side. He's a fucking weirdo. Well, just, if he's, just stay if away he's wearing from him. him on the left side, he's committing an, a criminal offence job. Yeah, but as if that's going to stop them. Anyway, that was fun. Anyway, yes, look, uh, cookers aside, one thing you can take to the bank is that heads will roll when your ally, the largest military on earth, with a spending budget larger than the next eight nations combined, the US military, the Pentagon, the DOD, the Green Machine, Mm. says you're a bit too war crimey for our liking. 
Yes. <laughs> uh, that is, you know, you know that Australian prosecutors, the AFP and the Commonwealth DPP, will be busy with BRS next cab off the rank. It is pretty hard when the Yanks call you out for something that they are basically known for. <laughs> and this was, uh, yes, indeed, yeah. Uh, from the Australian uh, a day before the judgment, uh, uh, interestingly, a day before the judgment was handed down, the federal court, um, uh, went as follows, Joe. The US warned Australia's Chief of Defence Force that allegations of war crimes by Australian soldiers in Afghanistan could prevent the US military from working with Australia's elite special forces units more than two years ago. Damn, this has been in the wash for a while. It has, yes. Quote, in explosive evidence to Senate estimates on Wednesday, General Angus Campbell said he received a letter from the US defense attache in Canberra warning that the Brereton war crimes report could trigger a US law banning cooperation with military units implicated in gross human rights violations. Oh, is that just one side or can we not hang out with their <laughs> human rights? Anyway, I shouldn't go into it. General Campbell said the March 2021 letter about four months after the Brereton report was released led to a precautionary period during which cooperation engagements were reassessed. Mm, very, Ooh, it's just ominous. Very interesting. That, as far yeah. as a fall guy goes, I mean, look, all the cookers are wanking on about conspiracy theories and blah, 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 but this isn't a conspiracy. This is just unfortunate hardcore diplomacy where the Yanks, who have kicked heads, I mean, like they posed with piles of prisoners. Holy fuck. But BRS got famous for it. The Streisand effect happened and now it's fucked. Yes, it's huge news because the people who gave us the My Lai Massacre in Vietnam in 1969 and WikiLeaks collateral murder video in Iraq where more than a dozen Iraqi civilians, including two who worked for news agency Reuters, were machine gunned to death uh, from a helicopter with yep. a 50 cal. Uh, those people, the US military, are unhappy with our people. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, um, uh, look, uh, that's the, like a snippet. The, that's such the a WikiLeaks snippet. WikiLeaks collateral murder. That was a mistake. It was a mis- that was a mistake. Me Lai Massacre. And, no, no. The real problem was sharing the video, wasn't it? That's the real crime. Yeah. Right? That, well, that is that that is in fact a very very serious crime, isn't it? Oh yes. Uh, and look. <laughs> For, for our American friends, I take that very seriously. We're taking that very seriously. If you're listening, don't yeah, don't kill it's, me. <laughs> it's the sort of thing that will land Julian Assange with a good 20 to 25 year sentence in a federal prison, I yes. think. One with a lot of fluorescent lighting and Metallica, apparently. Yeah. And look, Nine Snails, actually. It's true that the evidence given by the former SAS service men effectively led to Justice Basenko's verdict that BRS had killed four unarmed men, either Rude. non-combatants or detainees. Uh, these men, those SAS servicemen giving evidence, did not lie under oath, and when challenged, they told their truths. Yeah, yep. And none better than the Liberal member for Canning. Yeah. Not one of my fans, a deeply uh, conservative fellow himself. Yeah, um, not my favourite. But, you know, credit where it's due. He, he, yeah. uh, Respect. Andrew Hastie, he was the Liberal member for Canning, one of the few uh, federal seats held by the Liberal Party, was a captain in the SAS who was listed as an observer, and that means not in active duty. Okay. Not in, at, at the time, so he's, he's not out fighting. He's acting as an observer. In Saichau, uh, at Sayachow, which is in Uruzgan province, um, Afghanistan, where Justice Paseko found BRS was involved in the murder of two, de- de- two detainees. That was Oof. the incident in 2012, including that BRS kicked an unarmed detainee, Ali Jan, who was in handcuffs at the time, kicked him off a cliff where Rude. Ali Jan fell 10 metres and suffered serious injury. BRS and a subordinate soldier, known as Person 56, then climbed down the cliff 
dragged Ali Jane's body under a tree where BRS directed person 66 to shoot Ali Jane, Ali Jane dead. That's not nice. Uh, Husty said that he received a debrief from BRS in the ensuing days back at the ADF base, and he did not believe a word BRS told him. Husty said, it's my view that person 66 was blooded. And this is blooded. a term we're, we're getting used to now. Uh, the, uh, the concept of blooding is your first kill, your first... Oh. Your first um, cold-blooded kill, it's very much like that. Really? So it's not just in, uh, sort of like, you know, like a, taking someone's life in combat, but something well, the, that's a lot more execution style. Well, the context of this is absolutely clear. The person 66 who actually did give evidence in the federal court, but uh, um, declined to answer questions on the on the grounds of um, self-incrimination, Fair. Uh, was directed, you know, this is this is what Basenko has found, that the that he was directed uh, as a junior as a junior soldier directed by BRS to execute um, Ali Jan as he Fuck. lay there with ah. serious wounds, serious head wounds. He'd uh, broken his jaw almost certainly. Teeth had fallen out all over the place. It's fallen 10 metres, so he was in a very, a very bad way. And then, I'm amazed that he survived it all. Yeah, anyway, so Hesty gave... Hasty gave testimony at the trial, and according to The Guardian on 18 June 2021, he said, Mr. Robert Smith walked past me and he looked me in the eye and said, just a couple more dead cunts. Ooh. It's not good. So Hasty was present when Ben Robert Smith gave an oral debrief of the mission to senior SAS command, and he told the court on Friday that Robert Smith version represented an, quote, alternate universe. Hmm. That's a nice way of saying lying. Big time. The reality described by Mr. Robert Smith was different to one in actuality. See, that, that's nice lawyer speak for basically saying this lying piece of shit made up every goddamn word he, he said. knew he was lying. Amazing. I knew he, I knew he was lying. I quite like the way he said it, though. He's very, very legal speak. It's the kind of thing when people say my learned friend when they're actually referring to the other lawyer they want to strangle in a car park. Alternate, yeah, alternate universe instead of from another planet. Yes, um, yes, yes. Just a lying sack of shit would, would have been fine. But no, I liked it. It's classic. Asti in evidence said he was disquieted by what had happened at Saichau and before deploying in command of an SAS troop the next year, briefed his subordinates on the need to obey the laws of war. Mm-hmm. Under cross-examination, this is the bit that I really like, Hasty told the court the SAS, that I find most interesting, Hasty told the court the SAS was deeply factionalised during the period of his service, and he was deeply troubled by soldiers adhering to what he described as, and this is a direct quote, pagan warrior culture. Mm-hmm. I didn't get on with quite a few people at the regiment at that time. That's SASR. There was something of a culture war going on. And in the warrior culture that was being emphasized emphasized at the time, shorn of just war theory, without just war theory, just war theory. Ah, uh, like as in just justice war. Just war, yes. Okay. Killing yep. became a sacrament in itself. Ooh, that's kind of chilling. Now to the journalists, Nick McKenzie and Chris Masters. Ah, uh, yeah, good lad. Mwah. Doesn't like Nazis. Chef's kiss. It was okay. and is superb journalism. Obviously undertaken a great personal sacrifice. Mackenzie looks like he's still 22. Can we, can we just stop a moment and contemplate the lustrousness of his hair? Oh, he can get fucked. He's a good-looking rooster, isn't he, Nick McKenzie? Anyway. Ah, bastard. Good-looking rooster and a hell of a journalist. And Chris Masters, well, what a family he comes from, the Masters family, and what yeah. a journalist he is. I also yeah. think hats off to the court. Uh, there is a likelihood of an appeal, but as it stands, it's a major, major, major win for journalism in this country. Yeah, agree. We have yeah. absurd defo laws in this country, but one thing we have learned is if you run a truth defence, you better have all your ducks in a row. Yeah, 
Yeah, and, and look, they did, did you know, um, and that was the basic thing, you know. This is the thing that I find fascinating about a lot of these type of things where it's someone, you know, wants to say, oh, well, you know, I'm going to get you for defo, blah, blah, blah. Usually it's a wealthier person picking on someone to try and silence them. And these days, I mean, if you can get someone on the balance by saying basically this is true and you can get people to turn on them and people who threaten lawsuits probably have a lot of enemies, this is what happens. And not only that, but it, a lot of sunlight gets shone on it. If you don't want people to know what a piece of shit you are and someone calls you a piece of shit and you are a piece of shit, yeah. just wear it. Just let it happen. Let it go. Yeah, I guess the question is how long does Kerry Stokes stick to BRS? Now, we do know that uh, BRS has resigned from his position as manager. Uh, yes. The uh, Queensland Channel 7 office. Some very creepy stuff happened there, apparently, but that's a whole other story. Uh, there's, well, there, look, there's some creepy stuff along the lines that he hired a private detective to, and, and this private detective is sort of basically turned on BRS now. He hired a. They all hired have. A, <laughs> Poor he hired a private detective to find out what the people in the office at Channel 7 Queensland thought mm-hmm. of him. Yeah, that's that was what I was thinking of. That's normal. Wasn't it something to do with a party? They everyone threw or something? doesn't everyone do that? You know, Just, I wonder. I wonder what she thinks of me. I think I might invite her out for breakfast. I better hire a private investigator first. Yes, yes, exactly. Just to find out, you know, what she really thinks about me. So we did that across the board. From what I read from McKenzie in the nine papers today, the arrest of BRS can't be far away, mm. and that's not over war crimes, not yet anyway. That's coming down the pipe. Oh, Benny boy. But the threats BRS, this has all come down to the threats BRS made to witnesses during the defo trial. Oof. Allegedly, 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 allegedly. But look, you know, BRS is one of four VC recipients in the Afghan conflict, and the three other VCs were awarded in the Afghan theatre, with one of them being awarded posthumously. So, Mm. you know, in death. Bravery. Oh, a great many of the VCs are. I mean, it's, it's interesting high, to see that the highest military medal that Australia has. BRS wasn't the only person that was over there, you know, getting his mm. hands dirty in Afghanistan. And uh, the other ones may or may not have been war criminals. So, um, got that going. No, for them. no, no, no. We, we definitely can't say that, Joe. I um, mean, Dan- Daniel Kiegren, um, what he did was extraordinary. Corporal Cameron Baird was the posthumous award in 2013. Yeah. Mark Donaldson in 2008, and Daniel Kiegren in 2010. As I say, um, you know, we, when we think of it, we think of Ben Robert Smith. That's the point I'm trying to make. And, and and really, there are a lot of a long list of very very brave men and women who've gone through the ADF in the last hundred and twenty odd years who've done yeah. extraordinary things. Arguably uh, more deserving. And and look, to be honest, the ADF put this guy forward as a, as a sort of almost comic superhero uh, okay. and it's yeah. a huge huge fall from grace uh, what do you reckon you can get for his uh, VC at cash converters Joe? Ooh, good question I mean you can't really do like a good raffle for anything like that because your you name's dog shit because they're going to say you're going to have to give this back at the moment they won't because can it's not a conviction not, well, well in the absence of a criminal conviction okay. I don't think anyone is prepared to act to take those medal to take that medal off him it'd be like a um, one of those like OJ Simpson situations where his life falls apart and he has to start fucking pawning off his trophies and shit. But then, of course, he finds out where they are and breaks in and tries to steal them and then goes to jail. Wasn't that a fun episode in the history of life? Yeah. Um, well, um, it, it, it's just that. So he'll, he'll retain that medal. He he did offer it as collateral for um, for Kerry Stokes uh, funding his uh, his. Uh, his trial. Funding so it wouldn't surprise up. me if Kerry Stokes just pinned it on his wall. Well, um, Kerry Stokes, I 
think was he might I, I, may still be on the um, uh, war memorial um, committee. Interesting. And uh, and so it, well, it, that's where it is anyway at the moment. There's still a great big ah. BRS presentation there, a oh, stage Jesus. there with his medals, his his. Uh, his uh, his Afghan combat gear all stepped up to look like a person and oh, all this sort of yeah. stuff. And they're kind of not quite sure what to do about well, all that now. Be, yes, maybe uh, cash But I would imagine, just reading Nick McKenzie today, that it would, it would indicate to me that the, the AFP are very serious about charging him over alleged approaches that he made to witnesses seeking That's to intimidate good. witnesses. Yeah. And if convicted of such an offence, regardless of what, happens along the lines of, of um, criminal charges um, for war crimes, that would be sufficient for him, for someone to say, for, for the Governor-General actually to say, hey, champion, see that purple one? See the one with the purple ribbon? Give us it give us it back. Yeah, look, you know, and rightly so to be fair, oh, yeah. but let's, let's let the process go out. But balance of probabilities isn't that far off beyond reasonable doubt. It's going to be tougher. But yes, indeed. And moving on, the shock resignation of the all-conquering Mark McGowan this week will usher in a by-election in the seat of Rockingham in Perth's outer southern suburbs in a date yet to be set. It's going to be fun. I'm not going to bother watching. It's going to be um, pretty one-sided, I think. So (laughs) as McGowan exited stage right, the media invariably took to tediously describing the WA Premier as a rock star politician because, of course... There's no creativity left. It could have been chat GPT that said that. I mean, yep. like, this is like Liam Gallagher had woken up, done a few lines and thought, oh, I think the next step for me career-wise is to become the Premier of Western Australia. <laughs> I mean, shut the fuck up, guys. Not, yeah, rock star politics. Get a new line. Everyone did it. Everyone did it. Rock stars, genuine rock stars. I mean, Mick Jagger turns Actual 80 next month. Stars. Yeah, Hendrix is dead, which is nature's <laughs> yes. way of saying you couldn't possibly get the older. While Van Morrison is <laughs> seventy-seven and Eric Van Clapton Morrison's seventy-eight, both are cooked to the shit out. Their uh-huh. minds turned to mush, barely capable of understanding a world beyond the nineteen seventies. <laughs> that in turn they can barely remember or don't remember outside of a fog of nostalgia. Mm-hmm. And frankly, I don't think we should be taking too many lectures from Eric Clapton on child welfare either. Ooh. That hurts. So Mark McGowan is not a rock star. Rock stars are either old and cooked or dead. And regardless (laughs) of what people may think about the long-term consequence to Australia's federalism of Mark McGowan's premiership during the pandemic, which was pretty fucking extreme, and the sort of dreary business of state border closures, which were challenged mildly, what Mark McGowan did was reduce his opposition to political dust. And there's a little bit of rock and roll in that, but not a lot. This is where the two... WA Liberal MLAs who remain in the 59-seat lower house chamber caucus in a fucking linen closet. And they find <laughs> it very Don't need any, any more room than that. No. And while the Liberals plot their revenge on WA Labor in a sort of Telstra phone booth scenario, the cookers are absolutely celebrating McGowan's resignation because Hooray. he's gone and they see that as a win. See, mm-hmm. McGowan reckons he's burned out, reckons he's tired, and that's boring. That can't be right. I'm going mm. back with some of that T-O-O-F. As if that's true. I mean, well, if it is, it's not true enough for cookers. Not true enough for me, personally. I'm not convinced. So let's get some real truth. Pinwood McCulloch has some bombshell evidence on vaccines. Pretty fucking vague. I didn't watch the video. That we'll see premiers and presidents alike going to Nuremberg 2.0. So oh, we're don't still, worry. still on two. Mm. Oh, yeah. No, no, we, we, we haven't had the hangings yet. I mean, no. you'll know about it. You'll be part I of it. we've moved on to at least three. Look. The sound of your neck snapping is when Nuremberg 2.0 happens. <laughs> you keep forgetting you're part of this. I'm going to get away with it. I'm just going to I'm going to lay low. I was a lawyer. Oh god, no. <laughs> and it'd be like it'd, it'd be like Pol Pot's Khmer Rouge, you know. 
Khmer mm-hmm. Republic. Oh, yeah. uh, <laughs> can you can you speak more than one language? You know that that'll be that that'll be oh okay. No, no, Is you your vocabulary that of a Labrador? Truck. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. So look, it's happening really really soon. Taxi drivers. This podcast is fucked because basically just in, you know, what, like a fortnight or so? But yeah, all this applies, especially for McGowan, who's definitely first against the wall. You see, he oversaw the destruction of a shitload of hydroxychloroquine that Clive Palmer bought to save Australia from COVID. Yeah, why didn't that save Australia? That's his big hanging moment. So while McGowan is on a hook for a bunch of crimes against humanity, blah, 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 the main one was stopping Fatty McFuckface from handing out his malaria medicine, and that's the real reason why his neck is going to snap in public. Yeah, Mm. see? Got it all figured out, right? But it's not as simple as that. That's so basic. That's like MSM shit, right? There's messaging in everything. You just got got to look between the lines. So you've got this try-hard cute LARPer account on Telegram called F3B Decode, and he said this. B Q Q Q Q M. Yeah, it's like boom, but boom like with Q with because QAnon. Oh. Yeah, it's real fucking smart, right? I mean, I knew it was boom, but yeah, the QAnon thing. Yeah, yeah. it's a Q. Yeah, and then three three popcorn um, emojis. Yeah, Q. 2803, tell like us Q-drop. about force. Yes, I knew that was the number of Q drops. Yeah. Um, uh, tell us about force resignations, and we have been witnessing them. WA Premier, oh, this is all in caps. I should yes. really be yelling this. And there's also lots of like weird paragraphs where it's meant to look like some sort of like military telegram. It's just sudden, no end of sentences goes for a new it, paragraph. It makes it look like, you know, like in the, in the movies when it comes up in lines, these it, people it, are fucking like idiots. Like a teletype, like, like, a, like a teleprint. Yeah, exactly. Mm. Yeah, they're fucking idiots. Uh, tell us about forced resignations, and we have been witnessing them. WA Premier doesn't only step down, but resigns. So what's <laughs> Resigns from politics for good because of exhaustion. Let's look for comms in article. Exhaustion equals his contract with White, or WH, which I presume is White House, has been exhausted. It could be White Hats. White Hats. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, Of course it is. Has been exhausted. Time to go and be taken down organically for the masses. Comms rec five dot. I'll swallow colon five clear. With only 45 minutes' notice to organise press conference, 45 mins equals 45, 45 equals, in parentheses, Trump, 45th <laughs> president. Oh, my God. It's all starting to make sense now. So Coincidence? I don't think so. There are none. White hats in control. Prepare for more heads to roll. Signing off, FCB. Yeah. So, I mean, basically, apparently there was a situation where Mark McGowan resigned in a sort of shock situation that only had 45 minutes notice of the press conference. So people had to shuffle their way there or some shit. Who knows? Only a fucking cooker could fucking bake that crumb it from being a 44. Min- it could have been 46, you know, I mean, in it terms just, of minutes. Yeah, I mean, in terms it, of actual minutes. It I could have been 47. Just, it I might have been 51. I saw Kevin but, Rudd resign, or like you know when he lost the spill, and he was like forty five minutes late. He didn't lose the spill. Well, he he, he pulled out. He pulled out. Either <laughs> he, way, he rang he rang around at night and said, "Will you vote for me?" And they went. And he nah. found that he had about four votes and went, nah, "I'll just resign." Either way, I had to really piss, and I didn't have press credentials, so I couldn't get back in. So I had to wait it out. It was the most agonizing fuck. Anyway, it doesn't matter. So look. This is the kind of dumb shit we're dealing with. And this is why I love cookers, because yeah. every day is like a sort of Dungeons and Dragons. Like the world is just one big like graphic novel to them, which <laughs> I just find really funny. 
Another thing, which is just a last minute offshoot, which is another weird sort of common law group that I didn't bother with getting the name of because I don't really like finding these motherfuckers. They're claiming they provoked this with this two-page PDF, which was this pseudo-law nonsense, basically calling the military useless for not arresting McGowan, which was just like a couple of weeks prior. And this yeah. is what they do. They release soft. these things. They're they soft. Steal, the fuck military. <laughs> well, BRS to do it. But he's too busy. He's too busy being a fall right. guy for the it's, man. That's, that's right. Yeah, that's why they're keeping him out. But, of course, now that McGowan's gone, they've decided that this is the military having seen their little fucking weird PDF they released on Telegram, and they've been like, we're not fucking useless, and they prove that they're not useless. They did, like, this whole poem on it, but I didn't put it into the document because, honestly, right, yeah. it's so shit. It's, it's too awful. Mm. But, look, you know, basically the last thing is he's going to get Mo. He's apparently going with Akashi from Sunrise, which is a whole other tangent I'm not going down because, to be honest, I can't <laughs> be bothered. It's nuts. It's yeah. just so silly. Too and silly. nothing can stop what's coming. Blah, blah, fucking blah. Yeah. Well, look, I think the classy thing to do, Joel, is leave the cookers and also the Western Australian Liberal Party alone to their pain. Yes. But there are signs there may be trouble in political paradise, West Australian Labor Party, because this there, there was no smooth transfer of power within the Labor government in Western Australia. Ah, yes, because the that premiership was, was ultimately delivered to McGowan's deputy, Roger Cook, but the day after McGowan's recognition, Transport Minister Amber Jade Sanderson had held a presser comfortable that she had been anointed as McGowan's successor with the factional support of the United Workers' Union, only to find out that Cook had quietly summoned the numbers on the right and left from the Australian Manufacturing Union's Workers' Union to secure the top job. Ouch. Yeah, it was, Ouch. A, bold, it was a bold move from Amber Jade Sanderson, even bolder, because Cook was considered to be, you know, didn't have the stomach for a fight and all that sort of stuff. And everyone watched Amber Jade Sanderson think, and, and a lot of people said, how fucking dare she? This is the premiership of Western Australia. This is real hardball politics because, yeah. you know, this is the winner takes everything. Sounds right? like Amber Jade Thatcher by the this sound is, of things, but well where, done. This is where Labor get the toe cutters out, you know. Yeah, yeah, it does sound pretty rough. Also, ironically, Cook, Cooker, very funny, but they don't like him. One kid was saying, oh, can someone tell me about, like, the secret military um, weapons program he was working on? It's like, you made that up. You made <laughs> you that up. You just, did. You did just, you know, just made that up, didn't you? You just made that up. Yeah. Yeah. Cook's job now is to at least create a pretense of unity while pondering oh, how yes. Sanderson's factional mates in and out of the caucus might react to what they consider was a betrayal. Or at least a humiliation, to be fair. So, but a humiliation of your own making. Fucking The most successful, this most successful, electorally successful government really in history in Australian history um, uh, it's now just got some problems on its hands but yes they're, they're, I mean <laughs> forever. if it's anyone fine. was worried about consequences from McGowan McGowan could have easily gone for two more terms oh totally three four I mean there's just no opposition but for the record McGowan held and I just I've Got to, I've got to yell at these stats, people, because these are stats that you will never see no, around a politician ever Korea. again. For the record, McGowan held his seat of Rockingham with eighty-three percent of the primary vote in primary the twenty twenty-one election. That's not that's not two-party preferred. That's primary, primary vote. Eighty-two point eight. It was <sighs> his Liberal opponent could not get to double figures. He had yep. uh, just on nine percent of the primary vote. I have to say that again because 
those are the figures we tend to see for Saddam Hussein or yep. Vlad the Invader, yep. you know, Rutin Tutin Putin in, in dodgy election. In yeah. a genuine election without any sign of electoral fraud. Mark McGowan received 83% of the primary vote in the seat of Rockingham in the 2021 WA state election. And you That's know all- what? It'll just need a mere 40% swing. And uh, and uh, that will knock over the pre-selected Labor incumbent. Any chance for the Libs, Joel? I wouldn't think so. <laughs> I wouldn't. I don't think the bookies will be a straight dollar one for Labor. And uh, so if you had a billion dollars, you could make a million dollars just having a bet yeah. on, uh, on Labor in <laughs> Rockingham. That's true. But you'll need a billion first. They're like bank interest odds during the pandemic when interest rates didn't exist. Yeah, that's uh, it's not exactly inspiring uh, kind of election. Uh, Can you imagine? Odds. I'm just trying to think from sort of central casting from the West Australian Liberal Party. What sort of candidate would they throw up to take on whoever it is? We don't know who the Labor replacement candidate will be in Rockingham. It's very safe, obviously, very, 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 very safe uh, Labor seat, and, and always has been. It's always been in Labor's hands. Do you reckon they'll go the uh, the 19-year-old law student, someone, someone like oh, that? God. I mean, it's very hard to say. Um, I've found it quite perplexing in the fact that on the northern beaches in the last state election, they basically went, oh, okay, so um, Rob Stokes and Hazard are retiring in Pittwater and uh, Warringah. I think what we should do is we should put some um, rich children in there and one <laughs> of them won. <laughs> and cost me $50 in a bet. So, um, yeah, Pitwater has a rich child um, who probably has a social media history which is full of bigotry, fear, and hatred and probably has an extensive uh, sort of, you know, um, attendance record at Motorball Golf Club. But, uh, yeah, I don't know. It's it's hard to say who they're going to pre-select, but I tell no, you they what. Might not, they might not pre-select anybody. They might decide just to sit, sit this one out. Just put a ficus plant in there. <laughs> you know, I mean, in a state election, they're going to have to run a candidate, but in a by-election, they might think, hmm. Do you reckon do, they do might we, sit do, we, do we have anyone this stupid on the books? Yeah. Um, this stupid and gullible. It'd be quite a demoralising moment. You know, imagine doing the headshot for it. You'd be like, smile. Like, but for why? Ooh, why would I ooh, smile? Ooh, what am I smiling smile. for? Please don't smile. But look, it is a beautiful time of year for a state by-election, so why not have two of them? I mean, you know. Mm, yeah, two. In fact, yeah. uh, there'll be a federal by-election too. Um, um, that's you can coming. see that's a lead-in. Stu, Stu Roberts uh, is, uh, oh, is yeah. resigning, of course, so the seat of Fadden is available. And it's been made available. The LNP candidate was a man who was stood down as a candidate candidate some 10 years ago when it was found out that he and he said his wife had attended a, uh, had attended a swingers event oh. and uh, the LNP went oh he's not the sort of man we thought he was and they got rid of him but he's actually been pre-selected for running <laughs> Fadden. Um, and I'm so, sure he's uh, still rooting into hey, it just shows has the, changed. shows the LNP is growing up um, uh, anyway so we have two so we have the one federal coming and we've got the two state by-elections, one that's um, uh, that's been uh, created around uh, McGowan's resignation and one in Victoria. And there's no real cooker takes on this, but it does threaten to cause all sorts of rumbling and 
and chaos within the dysfunctional Victorian Liberal Party. Oh, bless. And this brings us to Victoria, of course, where Liberal MLA, that's the lower house, folks, a member of the Legislative Assembly, Ryan Smith announced his resignation from politics on Wednesday. Aww. The four-term, he's a four-termer, sitting member and former minister in the Badu government and with too many shadow cabinet appointments to name here because they've been in opposition that long, uh, resigned <laughs> by media statement to the media. Ryan didn't tell his boss he was leaving and actually his boss, John Pizzotto, had actually kept him out of the uh, the, the new shadow cabinet appointments Ooh. after that. So Ryan, oh, man of my skills, uh, just sitting on the back bench. So he, he's, he's resigned. He didn't tell his boss he was leaving. He Johnny paychecked his resignation in. Take this job and shove it. I ain't working here no more. Uh, that's that's, so that's Johnny check. check. I think Johnny Johnny that was Johnny Paycheck's only only Western hit. Well, he kind of named himself around the song, so he you did. can see yeah. you can see how it might maybe yeah. planned. I wonder where is Johnny Paycheck now. You know, I hope he's maybe, doing maybe okay. Maybe he's a backbencher in Victoria. Who knows? <laughs> so here's a quote: After over 16 years serving as the member for Warrandyte. And with a great deal of consideration, I have decided it's time to bring this chapter of my life to a close. He's not tired. He's just bored. (laughs) I have been privileged to hold this role and believe that many who choose this career do so with their community's best interest in mind. That's a lie. However, amongst other reasons, I have become increasingly uncomfortable with the growing negative tone of politics, both internally and more broadly. That isn't a lie. Well, that's that's a nice old slap for the party and mm. probably the boss on the way out. But he's been very vague about it. And it's, yeah. the truth be told, Smith's primary vote has been in gradual decline. As I say, he's a four-termer. Uh, yeah. Since his high watermark in 2008, um, where he had 58.5% of the primary vote. Uh, and now, with the most recent election, uh, he he won a go-to preferences do not pass go just yet anyway, 47.3 in 2022. So, yeah. you know, this is a leafy outer eastern suburbs territory in, um, in in Melbourne. Yeah. It's a safe seat, but it's not an impossible it's seat. Not, oh, no, it's only 4%. It's only just over 4%. Yeah. Labor would need, but... But that being said, that's 4% in the last election, which was a fucking landslide right. victory, exactly. so... You know, with perspective like that, I think it makes sense. And look, let's let's compare it to Rockingham in Western Australia. You know, the lower he's the lower house site of Warrandyte, it's unlikely to change hands in a by-election. Very similar to Mark McGowan's old seat, but as you say, it's a much more achievable four percent swing, and that would do it, which is possible, but it really won't happen. I mean, we've got Dan's budget, which among a suite of these sort of new levies and taxes that include slugging most private schools of payroll tax and a mental health levy, which will likely manifest in some form or another and sort of raise school fees at some stage later this year, rich people are pierced. So you're not going to see a swing toward labour in leafy suburbs. Well, it's when, middle Australia. It's middle you know, Melbourne. It's middle middle Melbourne. I wouldn't say the private schools middle Melbourne when you can't afford a house on a good salary. This is my millennial outrage coming here. If you doubt me, just take a look at secondary school figures in Victoria for 2020. Oh. 43% of secondary school students are enrolled in private schools. 43%. In Warrandyte, Donvale and East Doncaster, it's closer to 70. Jesus Christ. So I'm going to say Warrandyte is unlikely to change hands. No. <laughs> Just that 4% swing would be fantastic if it does. <laughs> It'd be very funny. But anyone with a good news for political blood will have had their olfactory senses twitching and that Smith's right resignation might 
let's slip the dogs of war within the Victorian Liberal Party, Ugh. leading not to just a factional splintering, but a complete implosive ev- evisceration, mass organic destruction with great chunks of political flesh from factional habitues sucked in and then blown out to all points of the compass, followed by a swift defenestration. And frankly... I think it's overdue. I can't argue. I can't argue. So the Victorian Liberal Party lies somewhere east of John Howard's Broad Church, really, right across the road from Lincoln's House Divided. There is a bit of a problem. Yeah, Maybe more a of a House Divided than a Broad Church, I would think. And those who can recall the Balty Hamer, not years, but decades, would scarcely believe it. So Henry Balty was Premier for 18 years, Oof, succeeded directly by Sir Rupert Hamer, who enjoyed three thumping election victories on the trot before he gave Lindsay Thompson a hospital hand pass in 1981. They had 28 successive years in government. 40 years later, the Victorian Liberal Party is not fit for purpose as an alternative (laughs) government. It holds just 19 seats in the 88-seat lower house chamber with a primary vote south of 30% across the state. Now, depending on on volumetrics... And volumetrics are very important to determine or to indeed define whether what is going to happen in the Liberal Party is, the Victorian Liberal Party, is an implosion or an explosion. So you'll need to check volumetrics. Um, But whether it's an implosion or an explosion, it's bound to be messy, but it needs to happen. Take the pain now so that some phoenix might rise from the ashes and challenge a lazy and tired government. And while mm-hmm. the election is more than three years away, the prospect of a limp, ideologically confused opposition that could lose yet again in 2026 would render Victoria a virtual one-party state. Okay. But Victorians are now learning that doing things the Dan way is going to cost a bit more, and yes, sooner or later, is. middle Australia is going to have to take a haircut. And, yep. and in three years, there will be a clamour for an alternative government. It well, just will be. Well, there'll be a further one. I don't think they're going to lose, but I think they'll be challenged. Oh, you, you can't chip away at that kind of majority. You can't win that sort of majority in one term. I mean, it's okay. impossible, but highly unlikely. So it's yeah. going to have to chip away. Yeah. But when that when that opportunity presents itself, where will an unreformed, unreconstructed Victorian Liberal Party be? It'll be in ideological shards on the footpath, uh-huh. not worth a burn crumpet and unelectable in the absence of some messy coalition that would make Israel's... <coughs> Prime Minister Benjamin Netanyahu, Blanche. He wouldn't even come out. Carry on, Victoria. Carry on, Victoria. Carry on, on, Onward Victoria. Good on you. Bless your heart. The cows have fucking masks on. Everybody is up for the high jump. If they deserve it, if they deserve to hang, they will hang. Rise up, Australia. Men of Australia, time to step up and be real men. Protect your kids or go down. Biggest cowards this country has ever seen. There was an earthquake. God is angry. Oh, dear. Well, that's a theme. A couple of tectonic plates decided to do the dirty and overturn a few shoe racks. Dogs barked. Things shook. And Victorians suffered yet another blow to their already damaged psyche. (laughs) I mean, seriously, kids on Telegram are engaging in this absurd fucking strong circle jerk about how this is yet another blow to Victorians (laughs) and how they've had such a rough time. Terrible. Terrible for the tourist industry. I'm serious, though. Like, they're fucking – this is like their next victim complex, the fact that – a, a few like a few shoes fell off. Like maybe like someone's like nice glass broke. What was it on the Richter scale? It was, uh, it was five it was point five something. Or something. You know? Someone's great on it's, Twitter. It's me falling over. There was this great picture of someone's like shoe overturned, and it just said, "We will rebuild." I was like, "Yeah, 
Exactly. I mean, yeah. like, you know, yeah, shoes a, fell off. There was a storm things. that was coming their way. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. It's fucking ridiculous. But look, this is all very short sighted comedy. Yes, it because is. Because this is actually something to celebrate. Because that wasn't an earthquake, you dopey bastards. It was the white hats clearing out the dumbs. <laughs> and they know it's true because it was at the sweet spot, 10 kilometers yeah. underground. That's there when you, you know it's the dumb clearing. That's and for those who are unfamiliar with dumbs, they are the deep underground military bases where people like Dan Andrews, well, Dan Andrews and his mates, keep the kids that they root and drain for adrenochrome rich blood. Yes, if you want to know more about that, listen Double to our layout. episode of Mole Children because uh, it's We did do it. We did do it. Well, we actually did actually go across the issue of being 10 kilometres underground would actually place you in such pressure, in such barometric pressure that it would crush you like basically a VB can. Yeah, it's warm. It's warm down there. It's, it's warm. And, and a little warm. Yeah, going to be a touch warm. Yeah, yeah, it's problematic. It's problematic. So the mole children theory is so fucking dumb that you really do feel like a lot of cookers would rather pretend that whole thing never happened and leave it in the past. You know, be like, oh, yeah, oh. I never said that. Look, it was a pandemic. I didn't say that. Emotions were running hot. You know, I heard this thing from the States. It was called QAnon. It sounded really cool. It was a very difficult time for me. It was a weird thing from this like weird kiddie porn forum called 4chan, but I don't know. It's, it's fine. But look, it's no, it's, it's back and it's incredibly common. It's not just like, oh, I found one guy saying it. Now I get to report on it and be an asshole. No, it's fucking everywhere. I would love to say that the idea of the White Hats clearing tunnels 10 kilometers underground, as you Jeez. said, problematic distance, Literally. was a sort of passing fad and a rare belief in these circles. But it's so fucking common Still and they going. believe it. Like they just they met they don't like they don't put like little laughing faces or anything like that. These are with straight faces, you know. Oh yeah, this is the dumbs. Yeah, the, the kids got saved. This is really good. So Bozy's been all in on dumbs for ages. He's all in on white hats. This is his shtick, you know. Claimed kids are getting saved left, right, and center. I'm not going to quote him. I'm not going to watch his videos. I don't care. I see snippets all the time. He's all about it. But of course, that's why he is such a joke. But the thing is. Who's having the fucking last laugh? He got about 35,000 votes across New South Wales last election. We walk among a lot of very stupid, gullible people. Indeed we do. And just a reminder that if you were part of our Zoom conversation, you'd know a little bit more about Ricardo Bozzi than you might otherwise, particularly Mm. in regards to his uh, military history. Ah, yeah, that was a good chat. Yeah, yeah, it was that indeed. Was so there you go. We won't go into it now, but uh, yes, well, it it's was Chatham House rules. You can't really talk about that stuff. Important information for me. Yeah, yeah. Look, when it comes down to these sort of Zoom things, we do have a bit of a uh, you know closed closed gate. Chatham House rules. Yeah, Chatham House rules is it? Is it Chatham or Chatham? Chatham. Yeah, Chatham. You're right. Good. I thought I was Chatham. Like Chatham. Sorry. No. 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 Chatham. Is it like Latham Chatham? Yeah. Oh God, I gotta fix my shit. Anyway, yeah. so him either. Well, I'm glad I learned. Look, I, everyone learns from this podcast, including myself. So obviously there's talk about geoengineering and harp, you know, it's Dan Andrews, blah, blah, blah. That was all pretty vague and whatever, but it's mostly about saving kids. And here is a banger from a lad on Telegram. And there were, there were a lot, but this is my favorite. No wicked schemes at play, full stop. There, yeah, full stop. Yeah. Got to be confused. Gotta it's going to happen. It's- yeah, sometimes you, you got to put two in. Good is at play. The military side of the light and humanity must have just destroyed the last of the underground satanic caverns and deepest tunnel systems. So it's the last of it. It's they the last already of it. pulled so- out a million children that have never seen the light of day. A million. It's a lot of kids. It's rather a lot, isn't it? There's a lot of kids. <clears throat> I wonder how Kmart he knows. must have had a big run. It was a million yeah. night operations. Oh, so he does know. 
while most are masturbating. That's spelt M A S T A B A T I N G. It's like masturbating. Fucking idiots. While most are masturbating, thinking everything is okay. No! No! All in caps. Wakey, wakey. Hands off, snakey. It is the end. (laughs) It is end. It is the end of these darkest. That's all in caps, too. Organizations and entities sacrificing our children for thousands of years. Thousands. We've only been here a couple of hundred, champion. Uh, Everywhere around the world in cities, Melbourne, a hot pot. A steamboat of children. A casserole. Dan has whipped up a casserole. Mr. Dan can't do his pedo satanic schemes anymore. Well, that's good. Yeah, it's all over. So they are not natural earthquakes. It's for good. Good. I need to optimism. Turn off the news or any mainstream. Please don't do that at home, listeners. They'll never, full stop and no space, they'll never tell you the truth as if it's well, kind of like a stream of consciousness thing. I Just mean, rolling yeah. on. At least now you've got the truth. I mean, look, you know, if you were ever wondering about the, what the truth is, uh, that was it. That was um, it. That's it really not was. A, not, a, not earthquakes at all. It was one of my favourite. The masturbating thing I really Satanic, liked, you know. Yeah, you had to go cabins, there. And it all happened when most people were masturbating, so we the, didn't the, actually notice it. I must say, the thousands of years thing, um, First Nations people have a lot to answer for. Um, down in Nam, yeah. where they've been digging tunnels for 40,000 years. That's right. Raping children and sucking their blood. Because let's face it, you know, the Aboriginals being the oldest living culture, they got this far. How? Adrenochrome. I mean, you heard it here first, guys. <laughs> but hey, look on the bright side. A million children saved. Well, yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. I wonder, yeah, over what period of time is that? If, you, anyway? if, if, if listeners, if you do see a small child sort of glare up at the sun and blink, you know, put the hands in front of the face, uh, then uh, I think uh, what you might have there is uh, one of our, one of our million children saved. Just yes, not, well, just, I would pers- just, just the eyes just getting used to the light now. Well, uh, yes, but what you need to do in that situation is obviously, and we're all on the same side here, return the child to Dan Andrews' campaign office. You all know what to do. All you need, hey, all you need Don't to fuck this up. Ring the police and they'll do the rest. No, take it to de- You can't call the cops. They're not on board. You've seen how they behave. <laughs> Vic Poller are warned themselves. They don't understand they're on, whole they're children. They're on board now. They're on board now. Oh, good, good. So, look, there's lots of shit about God. Of course there is. Oneegs reckons it's a sign from God. That's awesome. Like, as if we need more end-time hysteria. Yeah, oh, let's have more. When did that ever go wrong? I don't know. Maybe last episode when- um, uh, Yes, you predicted the end of the world didn't come. So, you know, yeah. a couple hundred people at least had to starve to death. Yeah, yeah. And if they didn't starve, they were knocked on the head because uh, what's better yes. than starvation? Um, being uh, bluntly refused life. So, look, it's the quake- it is. It's talking. So the quake took on an extra sort of level of cooker stereo when it was found that one of theirs sort of, you know, in the cooker ranks predicted an earthquake on the day. Reluctant to report on this because this is something that is quite sensitive. So let's just walk into this with a little bit of, little bit of understanding because, yeah, so he also predicted climate-related disaster, fires, floods, all the good shit, you know, fire and pestilence, blah, blah, blah. But this was in the midst of a severe mental health episode. Now, the cookers have often responded to this kind of thing by generally denying the existence of mental illness, seeing all of this stuff as some kind of like prophetic or, you know, playing into their fan fiction. So medieval. And just being absolute cunts about it. And to anyone trying to treat this person who's struggling with these delusions and genuinely struggling to get by in life, because delusions aren't fun and often they're 
tinged with horrific depression and very unstable uh, interactions with reality. Hey, buddy, you you got earthquake on your bingo card today. Well done. Now we're going to make you a fucking deity. So this, of course, was no exception to that fucking rule where they just made a complete cunt of this. They've organized protests. They've bombarded the clinic with these so-called welfare checks, which are just harassment campaigns, of course. And it's just one of those things to say that, like, while cookers throughout the entire pandemic have been doing this dumb shit forever, the more things change, the more they stay the same. There's less of them, but they're still there and they're still committed to being pests to people who are trying to do the right thing. Yes, mental illness exists and yes, some people just need some fucking care and help. Give him... Give him a, give, send him a, a hamper, not cookers. And so now, some fucking muffins. I mean, yeah, exactly. It's it, that's all. That's uh, all. Don't, t- don't tell him. No, no, mate. You're good to go. Yeah, exactly. Hey, mate, and top work, top and work with picking that, do picking that earthquake. It would have been the last yeah. thing. Well, now he must be an insider, right? And this is the thing. Now he's apparently an insider with yeah. special knowledge. <laughs> this is not how you keep a manic personality on the straight and narrow. You don't keep someone stable by lifting them up to this bizarre, idealized fucking status where their delusions suddenly make them the most popular person in the room. So, look, I'm hoping they don't enable this poor guy into a tailspin. It's obvious why we're not naming him because this is a fucking sensitive issue that I'm just really angry about and I was unsure that I was going to report on, but it's pissed me off so much that I want to kick these guys in the fucking nuts. And it is so hard to watch when these cooker fucking cunts rally around someone for their own self-serving interests at their detriment because that's all they give a fuck about, themselves and their comic book reality and who's going to help fucking put puzzle pieces together to make them feel fucking vindicated for ruining their own lives in the pursuit of some dumb fucking fantasy. Fuck. Anyway, so the episode has been fun until now and it's going to continue being fun, but in a way that's also slightly depressing because speaking of self-interest, we are moving on to a special guest segment with Soz who is here to tell us about yet another cooker con man who sees a rube in every freedom fighter and hopes he can liberate them of their tyrannical superannuation savings. Oh. Really, if you've got a thumb on your neck in the form of, I don't know, $100,000 in savings, don't worry, I can help you with this. Yeah. It's Soz I can part you with Spiros. Uh, I can part you from that. Yes, exactly. Let me help. Yeah, one dude who definitely needs to have his collar felt. <laughs> yeah, yes, he does. So what's the deal with Spiros? Well, old mate, let's go. <laughs> old mate Spiros. Old mate Spiros. Yeah. So our story old starts mate. all the way back in July 2022 on the lawns at Parliament House. Fun place. Yep, remember how we laughed at their daily arguments with the cops about what yes. constituted camping and could yep. they use a, a sleeping bag and what about uh-huh. a table? Yep. Yep, well... One day on the lawn, Everyday Phil looked down the barrel of the live stream and declared that a retired barrister was going to be their wild card. Ooh, strong suit. A barrister so winningest that he'd won 27,000 cases in his 20-year career. Jesus, cooker maths, fuck me. So first up, I said, Siri, what's 27,000 divided by 20? Good question. 1,350 wins a year. A year. Three wins a day. Fuck. (laughs) So this guy truly is the wild card. Or like a wizard maybe. Something. Yeah. Apparently he was taking Peter Dutton to court in Victoria about COVID. Good. Why? What? (laughs) I don't know. And I went, hmm, 
everyday Phil. Are you full of shit? Maybe he is. <laughs> I think that was a good theory. I think you should flesh that out. That was, that's good. So that began my journey into the world of a Spartan called Spiros. Spartan's a good word. <laughs> he, no, that's what he calls himself. Oh, fuck every, me. Every time he talks about himself, he talks about being from Sparta. Oh, and no. that's what makes him invincible. Because your parents were great. <laughs> and you can't Shut kill me because I'm a Spartan. You know, wow. that's his thing. Well, don't test the theory. So obviously the first thing I did was, you know, jump on the internet. Of course, and I thought, of course you did. This is going to be easy. Who's the most successful barrister ever in Australia? Because it's well, going to be this yeah. guy. Well, it's got to be. I mean, the numbers are there. <laughs> it can't be anyone else. How dare you think otherwise? <laughs> Nothing. Well. So at this stage, all I had was a name Spiro. So not Spiros. He uh, called him Spiro. Okay. So started in Victoria, started searching the law registrar to see if there mm-hmm. was any barristers or solicitors Classic called move. Spiro or some semblance of that. Did you Victoria. not find any? No. Really? Because I must say, look, I'm not I'm not pulling any punches here, but let's face it, <laughs> if you're gonna find a great guy who practices law, <laughs> fucking Melbourne's the place you're gonna do oh, it. Well there was definitely a couple, but none of them met my criteria of uh-huh. had to have already worked for twenty years and been retired for twenty years. Only to make a comeback. Ah, uh, yes, yes, yes. Yep. Okay, this makes a lot of sense. And also maybe 27,000 cases. I mean, that's Correct, correct. That's so <laughs> no luck. No. So he was put on the back burner. And then I think I must have been on Facebook one day. Someone had been talking about the People's Trust. Ooh. And I thought, Jesus, this sounds dodgy, this People's Trust. See what yes, I can does. find out. So the way the People's Trust works is oh, when, <laughs> when you get your <laughs> rates notice, oh, good. you send your rates notice along with full payment of your rates. Okay, good good idea. Into the People's Trust's oh, bank God. account. Oh, no. Oh, and no. you pay them an extra $10. Oh, God, why? And they will then start to annoy your local council to prove that they have the jurisdiction to be able to charge you rates. Oh, these people are fucked in the head. So meanwhile, you've missed your rates instalment. Oh, God. (laughs) I'm getting echoes of Wayne Glue in my head right now. (laughs) Exactly. And now you're you're being charged interest. And, yeah. So much like you, I went, huh, I think we've done this already. Yeah, yeah. Didn't he lose his house? Deja glue. <laughs> Deja glue. <laughs> Fucking hell. So I got in a little bit of a like chat with someone on Facebook and we ended up in Facebook Messenger and lo and behold, the person tells me that the guy running it is an ex-barrister. Ah. <laughs> and I'm like, oh, okay, well, that sounds a bit better. What, like, what's his name? And she said his name's Spiros. Ooh. So... Over to Telegram, I go. <laughs> go into some of the common law type Telegram channels. Put your gloves on. Type Spiros. And a flyer pops up for a, I think it was like in WA, some kind of speaking thing. Okay. And lo and behold, here's Spiros. Yeah. Attorney. Was oh. the, the title. And I'm like, that's a strange title to give yourself in We Australia. don't really use that. Yeah. <laughs> that's that's, that's fine. a bit that's a bit weird. Yeah. Um, 
So lo and behold, now I knew his full name. And I'm like, now I'll definitely be able to find him. Gotta love that. Straight back to the internet, type in his full name. And the first thing that came up was a story in the Bendigo Advertiser of all places is where I first saw it, about someone who had taken a hair loss company Oh, good. To court for misleading advertising. I like that. So has he got much hair? <laughs> he does. He's got a full head of hair. Well, I guess he's doing well. How could yeah. it possibly be misleading? Correct. So I read through it and lo and behold, old mate Spiros was a director of the hair loss company. Oh, well, there's the problem, isn't it? And they'd been done $100,000 for misleading advertising. Mm-hmm. But, you know, they did try and get out of it by doing something, you know, totally above board, like deregistering one company and opening another company with a completely oh. different name. Cool name. It's called Phoenix. <laughs> but, you know, given that the directors of both companies were married, it uh, kind of gave it away. Yeah, okay. So that's how they got caught. Uh, I also found that they <laughs> that he had been part of some weird reality television show in New Zealand whereby his private investigators were like on the job. Really? Yeah, yeah. Which This is great. Which was weird. And I still haven't found an episode. So if someone can dig up an episode on that. that Do you know what the name of the the show is? Uh, Private Eyes. Private Eyes. And this is something with him like basically as a lawyer getting private detectives or? I don't know if we can call him a lawyer. (laughs) Yeah. I'm guessing he he lied to the production company. No, no. He ran a company which was a like PI process serving organization. I think he was like the office manager or whatever. And that company had like real TV cameras come in and film them working. I must say, look, when it comes down to these people, as much as they are scammers and they're bullshit artists and they're liars and we laugh at them in a certain way, which we kind of like almost feels like punching down, we need to take a moment to realize this guy started a fucking hair loss company. We've got enough attention to become a problem. The dude somehow made some private eye thing in fucking New Zealand. I mean, respect. This Joe, we haven't even got to the big one yet. Oh, Jesus Christ. I'm just – look – Sometimes when it comes to people who I don't necessarily like for many, many reasons, <laughs> I respect. And so far, Spiros, props <laughs> to you. I mean, look, your spare time's being spent well. I'm impressed. All right. Let's, okay. let's go. There. Let's so delve. Let's delve. Another thing that he used to do, which he still kind of does, is property development. Ah, uh, yes. Here we so go. I jumped on the, while I was searching for the amazing barrister. I was on the law library websites Mm -hmm. and his name did pop up and I'm like, finally, here we go. Here we go. Here we go. We're going to find this case against Peter Dutton that every day Phil told me. (laughs) Our learned friend. (laughs) Yeah. It's happening. It's happening. Yeah. It wasn't. No. It wasn't. And I did actually have to send this to Vexatious Litigant at the time. Good. <laughs> because there was an awful lot of documents relating to this one case. And, I, you know, I'm not a lawyer. Well, Vaxi's probably much like the smartest Spiros. people in the room. <laughs> <laughs> much like Spiros, I'm not a lawyer. Yes. Yeah, yeah. So turns out he was authorized to collect stamp duty on behalf of oh. the government. Was he, though? He was. He was authorized okay. to do it. Okay. Um, 
issue was when they sent the auditors in, about three and a half million dollars. Oh, was, just a casual three and a half million dollars. It just wasn't there anymore. What do you do with that? I don't know. But I you know. don't pay it to the tax department. Amazing. <laughs> Turns I mean, out maybe you keep it. Yeah, but like, what are you even doing? Like, that's <laughs> so a lot of money. He kept it, uh, apparently. Uh, allegedly, was, allegedly, allegedly. Alleg- well, not really. There's judgments. <laughs> <laughs> so I don't know if we need to say allegedly. Well, that's good. I like actual it. Actual judgments. Yeah, yeah, no, I'm, I'm, judgments are good. Judgments yep, are good. So there was a judgment. He was put into receivership wow. by the tax department. Yeah. So, yeah. So that what was kind of meth? what Fuck. I kind of found okay. about good him. Work. That's good. So... Um, one of the other things that I found out about him, which is one of the, you know, funny little things. So, you know how they hate smart cities? Oh, yes. I hate to. They, they like, really do. Yes. yes. Ooh, digital ID. Oh, the worst. And surveillance. Oh, yes. Ooh. Well, I mean, yeah. Oh, they hate it. Well, back in 2002, mm. Spiros was actually using facial recognition technology oh, God, was he? to help retailers find shoplifters. Oh, my absolute lack of surprise. So Old May also ran some kind of limousine service. This so, guy's so enterprising. I can't got, even be upset with him. He's got a lot of things going on. I like him at lot this point. Of That's the worst part. On. The worst there part is, is a, that I respect him. There is a little bit of consistency in what he does. Yeah. In that he doesn't really seem to do anything all that well. Yeah, okay. But he does it. He does he's got, it. He's got no filter. He does stuff. He does it. He seems to start companies. He seems yeah. to make some money out of the companies. Yeah. He seems to close the companies down quite well, quickly. Well, that's a natural progression. Yes, of course. And move on to the next iteration of who he is. I won't lie. I'm starting to like this guy, even though he is a cold-blooded scammer. Well, in a minute, you're not going to like him as much. Aw, don't ruin the dream. A current affair. Oh, yeah. Okay. I, so, I feel you. I feel this you. Is, this is actually a really bad story. Like, it really I still is. haven't seen it. So, like, I must <laughs> say, when it comes to my love for Spiros, I haven't quite seen this bit yet. So, okay. I'm going to be sitting here and I'm going to be enjoying this just, just alongside. And I will watch it after. Yeah. But I like the fact that I don't know what's coming. Okay. So back in 2017, during his property development era, ah uh, yes, he was developing some property down on the Mornington Peninsula. Okay, a property nice area. called nice area. Echo Development. That sounds nice. So there's a group of people down there who mm-hmm. believed that they were signing a 99-year lease. Fair enough. On the land that they then spent between. Two hundred and four hundred thousand dollars. Okay. Building villas. Okay. Okay. So, for the ninety-nine year lease, they paid two hundred thousand dollars each. Ooh. Okay. That's so. That's all of them were either in the hole for four hundred or six hundred thousand dollars, depending on what they built. How nice their place was. Yeah. Yeah. So in late twenty twenty two, Spiros's company defaulted on their loans Ooh, fuck. and receivers were appointed and they issued letters 
terminating all the leases. So Spiros basically owned all the land and these were given leases. Yeah. And then once Spiros's thing fucked out, then it became a situation where the leases were some, somewhat invalid as a result of the fact that, I mean, you know, everyone who was on there, they hadn't agreed with Spiros, but Spiros went yep. bankrupt and that Correct. was the owner. So now new owners came in. Yep. The administrators, basically. The administrators. So these Fuck. people were given like 14 days. What? To get out. That's insane. So the receivers did offer the people who are living there a level of compensation. Okay. So they offered them $90,000 if you had a single-story unit. Okay. So and $140,000 if you had a double-story unit. So they're walking about like uh, so like half to a quarter. Yeah. So pretty much people will either be $300,000 out of pocket. Oh, fuck. For the single-story villa. Jesus. Or $460,000 if they built the two-story. Oh, my God. Now- the people who live there, Joe, are predominantly older retiree, just so about to retire. So they're fucked. They'll never recover financially. They're just fucked. Like it was it's actually distressing watching it. These people packing up their stuff. They've got nowhere to go. How good is public housing too? Like where do they go? That's what one of them said. Like, where am I moving to? There's actually no like and like unless you've got like a like a basic like wealthy kids or Correct. Or like wealthy friends, like you fucked. Correct. So one of the people that actually spoke about it said like how great a talker Spiros was. Apparently so. Look at all the businesses runners. And he told them there was going to be an adventure playground there. Aww. And it was she said it was almost like this will be a great place for my grandkids to come. Yeah, because we're gonna build an adventure playground over there. Yeah, 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 yeah. And he even told them that there was hot springs running underneath the property. Is that in any way true? It, look, it probably is close to the hot springs, but that doesn't mean there's hot springs running underneath the land. Yeah, okay. But you know that one day we'll open a Fuck. day spa and we'll have the hot springs water coming up. Just I mean, bullshit. Serious level bullshit. Just bullshit. Fuck, man. So these poor people are destitute. Fuck. And then you've got the Facebook and Telegram stuff. So there's a channel on Telegram, which is a lot of stuff to do with Spiros. Okay. Um, his next thing that he's working on is <laughs> something called a royal registry where you could design your own bloody um, family crest. Is that like a subset thing or something? Yeah, or? yeah, yeah. And you register it, and somehow that means oh, you're going to then okay. and then you don't have to own pay the title to your and, own. Yeah. yeah, and you won't have to pay tax. No straw man. Yes, all yes, that sort yes, of thing. Yes, yes, yes. Yep, yep, yep. So yep, yep. in that channel, you know, like someone did comment, "Whoa, that <laughs> current affair." That current affair is pretty bad. Yeah, cranky. Um, shut down straight away. Really? What the whole so, channel or just no, the person? No, no, just the, anyone who comments. Just, just don't deleted, believe deleted, mainstream deleted. media. Of um, course, of course, of course. Yep, yep, they yep, never yep. tell the truth. There's more. Oh yeah, story. big lies. Yeah. yeah, Spiros never comes on and defends himself. Though. Well, why? Why would you bother? I mean, look, you know, you just go on to the next thing. And These then over are... on Facebook, you've got half of because one thing about Spiros is that it was Spiros and Bergwerf that started my place. Yeah, Spiros, Spiros is, and Bergwerf. Yes, Spiros really? is the legal department of my place. He's OG. Yeah, 
and Fuck he and me. Darren choose where my place is open. They have final say on who acts as the treasurer. Fascinating. So you've got half of the my place people going, Spiros is a crook. Fuck. And the other half of my place going, no, he isn't. He's great. He's original. <laughs> he's he's there. He's, he's the first guy. Fuck. Crazy. That's dense. So I can't remember what night was the current affair thing. Was it the Tuesday or the Wednesday? It was when we were doing the conditional release program Zoom call. Uh, the Zoom it? would have been Tuesday, yeah. yeah. And that was like, yeah, it was one of those things where like basically it was on then and I just haven't had a moment. I had a fucking <laughs> yeah. exam well, recently. I've been Wednesday, drinking heavily. <laughs> Wednesday night, he was on a Zoom call. Oh, that's right with Jamie fucking McIntyre. <laughs> Jamie McIntyre. Jamie fucking McIntyre. What a, a financial cunt. Financial well-being round table discussion. That's right, financial well-being. From a motherfucker who's like a fucking con <laughs> man, a property con man. Correct. And it was just crypto talk. Just nonsense. Non-stop. Just traps. It was this guy on there, like one of the experts, 19 years old, oh, talking God. about your financial well-being. An works expert. for his works for his dad's company. Of course he does. And say, without a lie, says, you know, one of the things that I think, you know, we need in Australia is like better education at school. I didn't finish high school. Oh, brilliant. I love it. <laughs> I'm thinking you didn't finish high school. You're 19, working for your dad's company, and you're here giving financial. Amazing. <laughs> and this is what people fucking look up to. Jamie McIntyre. Who's a fucking like convicted scammer? Is he like you know he is on the fucking record? You got Spiros, who I tell you what, apparently is quite colourful, wow. and you've got a child. Yeah, tell me yeah. more about financial freedom. I want to know. It was it was crazy, embarrassing. So I did that, see that on Telegram, and it yeah, made me fucking. It laugh. was really bad. It was one of. I mean, God bless Sandy and I. We sit through a lot of this shit. You but really that do. One, that one was particularly shit. Jamie's one of my least favorite people in this whole thing. And I think he does have a lot of echoes of Spiros and the fact that my gut feeling is that these people see suckers. Yeah, they're just fast talkers. They're not necessarily cookers. They no. are they're opportunists who see uh, suckers. And look, that's one thing about Spiros in particular. Yeah. You know, like in 2017, he was doing property development. Yeah. In 2000, I think it was yeah. 2011 okay. or something. Was so like he's not He's new. got form, man. <laughs> he's not Do you new. know how old he is, Bunny Chance? Oh, he'd be close to 60. Late yeah, okay. 50s, close close to 60. Yeah. And yeah. whenever he calls into things, he has to like get in his what looks like a really nice sports car. And he has uh, to like yep, yep, yep. drive to the top of the hill of where he lives to get yeah. any kind of coverage. Yeah, okay. So it looks like a really nice sort of situation. Mr. Fucking, you know, nice sports car in this gorgeous yeah. idyllic state. Really, it's just a cunt. Yeah. 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 So yeah. obviously, you know, we'll see what happens next. There's a um, lot to unfold here. This seems like a very much like a a big story that is sort of just seeing light and just seeing sunlight, which I love. I hope so. You know, it's a little bit like the Derek story Derek Balog yeah isn't he a fucking like, character we know this movement is full of lonely isolated vulnerable people yeah it's true and trying we should, to make yeah. really really bad decisions 
We should also respect the fact of their vulnerability. And, like, I think it, there is a humanity that we need to preserve for the victims of these scammers because they are yeah. con men. And con men, like you say, sparse talking Spiros. One of the things that they uh, seem to be very much isolating on when it comes to a lot of these projects is self-managed super funds. Oh, Trying to convince people to yep. take their money out of traditional yes. union-based uh, super funds and self-managed to give them hands and keys to yeah. these fucking scammers. Well, that's one thing I didn't tell you about Speros is he was asking, remember, this guy is not a lawyer. No. No, so neither am I, but, you know. He was saying to people, I'm happy to represent you. Ooh, you but don't you say need, that if you're not a lawyer. But you need to sign over enduring power of attorney. Oh no! To me, oh and my some god! People, some people did? did. Oh my god! That is so predatory. Now, you know, I feel like part of me is dead inside for what I'm about to say. But props to Shades. <laughs> yeah, I know, isn't props it? Props to Shades. I've, I've seen this too. I've seen because this too. Because she did a live and about called it out. If any of you have in, signed an enduring power of Reverse attorney, the fuck out of you it. need to get to someone as fix soon as it. possible yeah. and fix it. And not Nathan Buckley, like a real correct, lawyer. Correct, because otherwise yeah. this guy has got control over your property and your house and, and your money until you say you don't want him to anymore. Yeah. So... Get it fixed. I don't know how many of those people there are. And this is part of the issue in this movement is it's impossible for people who have been hurt to speak up. 100%. It's because so, they that, are scared. And they'll be shut down and also sometimes they get they're isolated. Ostracized. Correct. Exactly. This is, these, whether we want to admit it or not, these are this is all these people have left. And they're people. Like, you know, we're not fucking totally cold-hearted. A lot of the part of this whole thing is, look, I've been isolated from a lot of people in my life because of the fact that they've gone to the cooker thing. And to be fair, I was a cooker myself. I'm yep. the one who changed. Yep. But there is real human damage in these sort of situations and our empathy and our humanity needs to be preserved. We can't laugh at the victims. We cannot no. enjoy that. But what we can do is we can enjoy the brilliance and wonder of the things around it, the uh, the, the the fiction and the uh, the narratives and things like that. But when it does come down to it, there's, it's a sobering moment where Spiros is hilarious until he's not. Correct. Until you see a real person the go, real I've harm. been damaged by this. And the eco thing, people who are fucking getting kicked out with two everything. weeks notice. Fucking hell, man. And this is one of the reasons why we do two things, which is we throw sunlight on these people because, let's face it, if you're going to listen to media, it should at least be amusing and goddamn these people are funny, but also to throw sunlight on issues that should just be exposed so everyone can understand that organisations like My Place, fuckheads yeah. like this, and just con artists in general, it needs to be understood that they are not good people, their objectives are terrible, almost always self-serving, and... These they should be stamped out, and if the authorities aren't going to do a fucking good job of it, I guess people like you have to kind of step in and, and, and fill in and, and coordinate with media to try and make these things Correct. happen. And maybe, Correct. maybe someone's going to fucking do something about this fucking psycho criminal yeah. who's ruining lives like it's a fucking sport. Correct. Yeah, it's a it's a wild fucking ride. Mm. Spiros is not a good person. <laughs> I don't think we're done with Spiros. No, I no, I, I think imagine- there's more to come. 
I, I would imagine so. But I tell Hopefully. you what, so far so good, Spiros. Well mm. done. You've done some shit. You've been quite active. And um, I hope that at some point uh, you uh, have a really bad trip and realise that you've ruined everyone's life. That's what I hope. I you hope that the shit. fuck around and found out is <sighs> just around the corner for Spiros. I've lost faith in karma so long ago but at the same time i've been on enough uh, very strong psychedelic trips and i know these guys like to dabble in it i hope you take some mushrooms and realize what a piece of shit you are that would feel good to me a little bit of casual mycelium justice you motherfucker it was a real absolute pleasure having you on as usual and i look forward to the next time and uh look you know uh cooker update it, it's the best one yet <laughs> thanks joel see you everyone thanks, See ya. We fired you. We sacked you. We dismissed you as what? As garbage, because that's all you are. You're a criminal. You're a traitor. And you're going to the biggest barbecue in history. So from Christmas dinner to you are the dinner. Thank you. That's what I'll go with. Forget lawyers and their damn fees, listeners. Who do they think they are? Fucking dentists? <laughs> Some people who know how to charge. Uh, <clears throat> lawyers, we don't need no stinking lawyers. I like it. I like and it. That, good. I received a bundle of documents this week which reveal what I like to call the stairway to success Ooh. by self-representation. Yes, listeners, you too can walk the stairway to success by self-representation. There's an old expression, right? A lawyer who doesn't represent themselves has a fool for a client. That's, yeah, is that, is that's, that right? That's how it works. You know, that's exactly how it works. For me yeah. twice? I, there's, there's an expression there. There's an expression. Yeah, <laughs> the stairway sure to success by self-representation is a guaranteed 10-step program that will not only make lawyers obsolete, but the entire justice system rendered bogus oh. to the point where Every illegal judge, politician, and cop has to shuffle past you offering apologies before they are sent to the gallows for execution. They know what they did. Hanging's too good for them, so let's um, hang them. Well, it's it's the most fun thing. It's very theatrical. It's good. Step one, have a Barney with a family member, a sibling, a parent, or for extra audacity, sue your granddad. Fuck the old fart. Can't fuck him. Maybe, maybe over property, <laughs> maybe over an estate. It's yeah. not important. What is important is that you develop a profound sense of persecution. Remember, you're the victim here. At all times. And, of course, step two is hit the Sobsit Telegram pages and tell anyone who cares to listen that you are the subject of a vast conspiracy that goes all the way to the Vatican, NASA, and the Rothschilds. I mean... You always know the Jews are involved. Mm-hmm. Sit back and enjoy their free, ongoing, often uninvited legal advice. Well, it's free for a while, at least on a trial basis. <laughs> Step three, fire a bogus statement of claim, claiming injury and financial loss that you can't prove because you're unemployable and a threat to life and limb in the shower. They fucking owe you. Oh, yes. Oh, yes. Because you're a victim. So you see... Step four is to grab a textbook on 17th century maritime law, available at all good bookstores, look at it, and throw it straight in the fucking bin. Portuguese, whatever, in the bin. Jurisdiction, boys, jurisdiction. Come on. Step five, read the Magna Carta. Ooh, a step Remember, phrases written in middle middle English are hard to understand, so don't bother memorising the Magna Carta. No. Just get the gist of it so you can get to your feet and give the treasonous judge of the illegal government a good... Feel with what you think is the real vibe of the Magna Carta. Yeah, the more strange the old English is, the more you can play with it and, yeah. and, and fiddle with the meaning. It's good. It's not literal. 
Step six, once a court date is set, commence a private prosecution of the judge for treason. The only thing you can do. Not sedition, which is really hard to say and quite boring. No, it has to be treason. Gotta be treason. Much cooler. That judge has been part of an illegal government who's been up to no good and committing treason every fucking day of the year. Probably a pedophile too. Now also, the judge will respect you more if she knows that you're not going to be a doormat. This is very important. You've got to assert dominance. So whenever you address her, say, your honor, with those finger air quotes. <laughs> that's important. Get oh, that's very air. important. Yeah, get yeah, those yeah. air quotes in there. It's actually a form of bowing in maritime law. They love that. that they love that shit. They know that you're the alpha dog. So they're, gonna, they're, gonna, they're not going to talk down to you. You'll never have to understand them again. <laughs> Let her know that you expect her to be judicious and fair-minded, even though you demand she be hauled away at any time and hanged by a group of people you've been on Telegram for treason. Bosey has the rope. Let's get this done. Yeah. Step seven, live stream proceedings until a treasonous judge from the illegal government tells you to stop or go to jail for contempt. Ah, fuck that lady. Let's go to jail for contempt. I might even start a GoFundMe. That's step eight, that's step eight Joel. Go to jail that's, for that's contempt. That's step eight? I'm in yep. it. I'm, let's just do it. Let's just get there. Step nine, read Mein Kampf in prison, nodding, mm. nodding at the end of each paragraph. Hmm. Read, it, read it in German despite you not understanding German. That's even better. I love your work. Step 10, which is a good one. Await the judgment. Oh, so many sleepless nights. If you lose, you lose. Who gives a fuck? A treasonous judge from the illegal government can stick her cost orders fair and square up her ass. And what money? You don't have any. Fuck her. That's right. They can't get blood out of a stone. Absolutely not. And what if you win? What? Well, you won't win. No. Soft sits never fucking win. Zero. It has been a huge week of Pete Evans, where the craggy-faced, alleged neo-Nazi former conspiracy theorist celebrity pizza cook has decided that it's time for quality, not quantity. He clocked up a mere 56 posts this week, and on face value, that looks like a meagre showing from Pete. nothing for Pete. Oh, he usually clocks up at least 150 posts a week. Easy. These are rookie numbers. But there's no Tucker Carlson clips to share anymore. No. So, I mean, like, his favourite hate-filled white supremacist has gone off the air for a bit, and now Pete's sort of filling in the gaps. But he's filling them with his own words. Oh, wow. Yes, that's right, folks. He's he's opening up to us. That's what we'd always hope would happen. It's like Pete's an oyster with a beautiful pearl inside, but that pearl is hate-filled turf nonsense. So, well, Pete still mindlessly shares bullshit and disinformation about vaccines, including a Canberra Times article shared by none other than Karen Phelps on Twitter. You can figure that one out yourself. And, of course, banging on about Bitcoin, he started inserting a few hot takes of his own, and I'm fucking here for it. Ladies and gentlemen, you will not be disappointed by what he comes up with. So let's start with a hot take following a clip of none other than Dan Andrews on the evening news reminding people to get vaccinated. He followed up with this fantastic piece of thought. Pete followed up? Yeah, of course it is, because it's his own words now. It's his own words. Oh, these are, these are some here. I'm a bit trembling. Anyway, how long until they start pushing the 6th and 7th? Ooh. I wonder if there is a certain number they will stop at. Mm. As we have learnt, these injections can only cause harm as are not safe at all. We have learned that. Emojis, we have. we have, yeah, as are not safe at all. It's not yes. great grammar. Oh, no, that's, you're not You're not going to enjoy this. Do I, I, I mean, told you this do, is Pete's own Do you actually need to have your fucking cookbooks desk edited? Are you that <laughs> fucking functionally illiterate? Anyway, he did He did pop in the three heart emojis. He did pop in the three hearts. He, he likes that. And look, I mean, this one's pretty obvious. 
Right, they will probably push the 6th and 7th in like 6 to 12 months' time. For the vaccines, efficacy waned over time. This is the way it is. Look, I don't make vaccines. I can't say I made a better one. But yes, Pete, that does make us repeat customers. And if you see that, Pete, repeat, repeat customers. Do you like that? No, you don't. And it wasn't funny, and neither is the absurd notion that routine vaccinations are inherently bad, you fucking dope. I'm my fifth now, and my sixth is already booked in because I'm in a clinical trial. Because I'm fucking rolling up my sleeve because I'm not a cunt like Pete. That's in six months' time, and that's fine. I'm not bothered by this in the slightest. Why should Pete be? Well, he's an anti-vaxxer, so what do you expect from him? I mean... He's a fucking anti-vaxxer. He just is. He just he's scared of vaccines. And then he goes on to play a video from Channel Nine News. He's fucking loving the mainstream media clips. And let's face it, back. Tucker Carlson was mainstream back media. Watching free to wear. So you know, here's what it is. This reported on the Osivax flu shot trial, which gives longer-lasting and broader protection against the flu. Pretty good, right? That's good, isn't it? That's a good Seems thing. like a good thing. Yeah, I like it. Yeah. See, in Pete's tiny brain, apparently, less jabs are a good thing. So I'm struggling to see what the problem here, but then I struggle less when I realise that he's just a fucking anti-vaxxer. That's right. So he went on to say this. They want volunteers to experiment on. Mm-hmm. Such a fascinating time to witness the show, show all in caps. Mm-hmm. So he's going with that. So he's doing, what he see what he did there? That's what he does. Being played out. Hearts, hearts, hearts. Yep. The doctor pushing it seems to be quite inflamed. Uh, uh, Why do so many of these doctors that push these look very unhealthy? Come on, Pete. I mean, you were the craggiest looking bastard in Australia, and I know everything about crag. I'm, I'm, I'm of that age. Well, I'm, 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 I'm looking at myself in the mirror and going, geez, I've got a bit of crag up today. But, mate, you are all over it. And you look also- like you've been a wicked keeper. You look like you've been in the sun all your fucking life, man. And, and it, it's, no it's, only a, it's only a matter of time before the tumours form. So don't start. When you, you've got really no business pointing out pointing out aesthetics on other people. 100%. And also, how's this fucking guy and the fucking nerve with this lot that were banging on about how the COVID vaccines were not trialled extensively enough? And now that a flu jab <laughs> is being trialled, and unsurprisingly, you're being a cut about it. Well, Pete, I was actually one of those volunteers. So I guess, what, am I going to start getting inflamed soon? Are my fingers going to start puffing up? Am I am I dying? Oh, my Don't God, my pancreas. Don't you go anywhere near Pete with your viral load. I'll shed on him. I'll shed on him. I wish, <laughs> I wish I hadn't taken that experimental jab. It wasn't worth the premium snacks and good coffee. They do have good coffee and premium snacks. Their clinical trials are fucking great, by the way. The Craigster. I mean, it's just not good, mate. I mean, there can't be any mirrors up at his house. I mean, he probably has sort of silver foil that he polishes, but they still just so he can get a glimpse of himself. But- I hate to see his new haircut because it's fucking tragic. But the thing with the clinical trial is that, like, I must say, I don't actually know whether I got the Ossivax or the normal flu jab. That was the two options. And that's the nature of a blind trial. You don't really get a placebo. You either get the normal jab, you get the Ossivax and the normal jab, or you get, you know, it's, it's like, yeah, it's sort of like, you know, one or the other or both. But when it comes down to it, I turned up, I got my dose, I followed protocol, and that's how medicines are fucking developed. And look, sure, food is medicine. Cool. We get it. You got a t shirt. That's really cool, Pete. We love you. You're very smart. But so are vaccines. And I don't actually see these things being mutually exclusive. Outside of my mild dependence on alcohol, I actually eat quite well. So thanks, Pete. You're preaching to the fucking converted. Also, I engage in Western medicine because I'm not a fucking cunt. But mate, do you want to talk about being inflamed? Do you want to talk about people who look inflamed? 
you look like shit. As Jack said quite easily, yeah. you were a good-looking bloke. And very somehow- Very, of, very craggy, Pete. Unprotected sun exposure. He brags about it. And whatever the fuck you've been eating, apparently food is medicine. Well, it's not fucking aesthetic medicine. It's not fucking cosmetic medicine. That's a damn sure. <laughs> yeah. The dude does look about 15 years old than he is. cosmetic medicine. And look, he used to be a good-looking guy. He's literally craggy-faced. I mean, they're not my words. They're from the fucking Daily Mail. Inflamed? Sure. You can just throw some more rocks in that glass house, mate, but you are smashing windows all left, right, and center. Look, as Cam shared on Twitter this week, a great little video, Pete's brain just apparently malfunctions every now and then. Uh, he just, you know, he was just doing some routine stuff around the house for a, a, like one of these, like, you know, evolved sanctuary things he does. And he's just sort of brain falls apart. And he sort of walks into a pizza door and can't quite compute it. It's, it's quite strange. The dude has crazy eyes. He looks really baked. I think he might have been on ketamine at the time. At least that's an explanation. It's that sort of like conspiracy theorist type thing of needing an explanation for everything. I need him to be on ketamine for that to be real. Because if he wasn't, his neurons are firing at a regular beat, and I think he needs to see a doctor. That being said, no, don't see a doctor. You'll annoy them too much. Very craggy. Very, very craggy. So craggy. Oh. Glass houses, The craggiest. Glass houses. And, of course, on the topic of food being medicine, of course, he also bragged at this absurd theory that garlic cures COVID. No. This is very similar to bleach. It's certain types of garlic in a Petri dish that kills COVID. Great. And guess who sponsored the study? Big garlic. <laughs> so I'm guessing it's okay as long as it's not big pharma. It can be big anything, probably not military industrial complex, but big garlic is fine. But let's face it. Let's let's just talk back to you. When was the last time an agricultural firm lied to us? Really? All the time. That's your shtick, Pete. You're always <laughs> going on about big agriculture, big. Monsanto, yeah. and all those sort of companies, which admittedly I'm not a huge fan they of. Make a bit of garlic, don't they? Monsanto. This is your thing. We buy a bit your- of garlic every now and then. You do not trust the agricultural lobby. This is your shtick. Do I need That's to remind it. you of your beliefs, you fucking dope? But of course, now that it works into the whole, oh, we didn't need a vaccine, which Craig Kelly's pushing and you're sharing, you just have no consistency. I'm sorry, mate. You can't get in bed with big agriculture when it suits you and then say that they're all poison merchants when it doesn't. But this is the thing. You simply believe things that make you feel good, which includes... Maybe Nazi shit. What a considered perspective you have. I mean, really, role model for us all. But anyway, here's his two cents on making the garlic thing all about him. And this follows a seven news story, like I said, loving the mainstream media, on the garlic study. Apparently food is medicine. Where have we heard that before? Three laughing emotions, emojis. Mm-hmm. Very, very, they're really pissing themselves. Oh, really having a good laugh. As mentioned many times, this is the greatest in caps again, show on earth. He doesn't actually capitalise earth, you fucking idiot, Pete. (laughs) He's talking about, you know, a pile of dust. It's not fucking, will you capitalise the planet, man? Do you, do you, do you, do you capitalise S for sun? Do you capitalise M for Mars, you fucking moron? No, he doesn't. Sorry, he doesn't. Sorry, Sorry, Pete. I like it. The grammar Nazi is back with the actual Nazi having a chat. It's good. So, yeah, Pete, look, if only we listen to you. Yeah. See, this one has been catnipped really to anti-vaxxers since the Doty Institute opened their big fucking mouths and endorsed this very early stage study saying that garlic kills COVID. Now, I, for one, start hoping that cookers run down to Aldi, open up a jar of garlic, suck up the juice from the top of the jar into a hypodermic needle and boof it straight into their veins. Preferably straight in the left dicks. eyeball. Straight in the yeah. left eyeball with this. Just, just get in there. I mean, go. look. 
But why not? It kills COVID, right? I mean, it's yeah. definitely safer than deadly vaccines. Did it in a petri in a petri dish, and my and my, inside my body is exactly like a petri dish. What could possibly go wrong? <laughs> You're very craggy, man. Very craggy. Very you craggy. have been listening to the Conditional Release Program with your host Jack the Insider and Joel Hill. Jack can be found on Twitter at Jack the Insider and Joel on at Crunchy Moses with AK. We set up a Facebook page you can find fairly easily. And if you enjoyed the episode, please share it on social media. Expand our reach. We can't do it. It's weird. Mm, reach for us. Yes. Give us a, not Give us a reach. Around. Not around. around. No, 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 do. No, no, no. Re- expand our reach. That's what we meant. We have a Patreon what? to help keep this sustainable, this thing of ours. Yes. Nostra. It's bloody time-consuming and we still have to pay the rent. Help keep the lights on, people. Because for as little as $5 a month, you'll have access to all sorts of bonus content, including a weekly premium episode, which we try to make worth your while with all sorts of cooker bullshit and stuff that we probably shouldn't say on the main show, so we don't. Mm. A little bit of that, a little bit of loose talk. Yeah. And finally, all feedback, tips, and death threats should be sent to the conditional release program at gmail.com. We would love to hear from you, even if it's to tell us to get in the fucking truck to Guantanamo. Frankly, it's all it's a bad time. Yeah, I'm tired. Let's just let's just get this done. Thanks, listeners. See you next time. Be nice to have a lie down. Thanks, listeners. It's more of a a stand-up though, isn't it? It's more of a stand-up. I don't think I ever want to talk to any of those people. Fuck me, you guys are bastards!